straight to the moon <laughs> that was actually that was the start of the recording thank you so much francis <laughs> all right everybody welcome to the show so we have an awesome interview today with guest connor duggan to talk about his organization called project human and how he's trying to bridge some gaps and remind everybody that we are all in fact human with a capital h also Today, we're going to be introducing one of our new segments, which is going to be called A.T. Pick'em. If it seems cheesy, it's because I was the one who decided on the title. So there you go. That's what we get. And really, in light of what his mission is all about, we're going to start with the first topic is going to be things that people or things that bring people together. What it's going to be is kind of like Mount Rushmore snake style draft. So we're all going to pick our own thing, right? Or whatever that may be of what brings people together the best or the most. And then it's just going to go from there. All right. Um, At the end, the listeners are going to decide who wins. So we're going to continue to do this weekly. And I'm really excited about this bit. It's honestly, it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to have a good time with it, but also it's going to keep a little bit on par with what the mission and kind of like what today's episode is all about, right? Is bringing people together. So before we get into anything with the AT Pick'em, let's go ahead and hit some of our awesome sponsors that we have here at ATP. The first being FNX Fitness or Phoenix Fitness. Phoenix Fitness is a health and fitness supplement and apparel line whose goal is to provide the best possible products to inspire people to rise up. With protein supplements like Restore to help build muscle, rebalance with a green blend that will help optimize your health and revive for testosterone support, you will be able to get everything that you need to help your physical goals come true at FNX. So, If you're looking at that web store, if you're looking at everything, you're like, damn, I really, really like this. Remember to use code ATPODCAST for 15% off of all products. Once again, code ATPODCAST, 15% off of anything on the web store. Secondly, we're going to go into Prevolve. Prevolve is a Seattle-based technology startup whose mission is to empower the human body. Using 3D foot scanning and 3D printing, they make custom fit footwear designed for your feet. You can finally get a pair of shoes that fit perfectly. Not Francis's feet, not my feet, not Dorian's feet, not any of our feet. It's going to be your foot. So go visit the website at www.pre-volve.com. There you can schedule a foot scan, learn more about the story of Prevolve, and even download 3D shoe models if you'd like to 3D print them for yourself. These clowns have been in the chat of our Zoom call right now, and it's I'm just reading through. Francis just yells testosterone. Dorian says, I'm burping a lot. Don't let that get on the recording. Was the next one? <laughs> Oh man, this is a great way to start the episode, guys. I'm really glad you started this chat while I was doing the ad reads. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Francis who was burping. Was that? Oh, I thought I read that that was you. 
No, it was Francis. The listeners can see through your lies, Dorian. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say I'm like Dorian. We all know you're the one burping. We all know why. Wow. We can we can hear you drinking, literally as we speak. Well, we have to is, confront this problem with you, Dorian. It is Saturday, and you know what they say about Saturdays. That's true. For the boys. Here we are. True. That's true. We are the boys. It is Saturday. Can't argue with that logic. All right, guys. So, are you ready? For the AT Pick'em. So we're going to be doing this snake draft style. And we determined from a random generator at the start that it's going to be Francis first. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Dorian second, right? And then me third. Yes. So so before we jump in, I still have to ask some clarifying questions here. Clarifying questions away. We talked about bringing people together. Is this bringing people together spiritually or physically? Whatever way you want, man. Because, like, Jill, like, you know, can be Jill anything. brings people together. But I don't know if that's so the kind of together we're talking maybe about. Maybe that yeah, is, it good is to, like, what you want to Happy bring together or bad yeah, bring? Yeah, like, there's I would a lot say, of things that bring people together. Like, you know, let's keep it happy. Being stuck okay. on an island brings people together. That's not wrong. Um, being stuck on an island does keep people that's together. That's actually, I have... In that vein, I have that on my list. That yeah, you have everything. Like being you stuck have like 25 on five things on your list. It's 18 so things everything. on my list. I want to be prepared. Right. <laughs> I'm glad you came with more things on your list than we have picks in the total draft. All of the things that I will talk about will be great. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. So let's keep it happy. Like let's just let's just clarify that now. We're gonna we're gonna talk about happy things that bring people together. Because I think the, the idea of what we're trying to accomplish today on this episode is to, you know, make everybody happy as one big loving family of humans out there. So um, that feels like the right pick on that part. Uh, if you guys want to add something in there, I guess it's good. We'll let the, yeah, we'll let the listeners decide which is uh, the best picks or not at the end of the day anyways. So, um, all right, Francis. Thank you. Thank You're you. up, so, man. What's I guess the when I look at my long list here and I count through them and I, I think about what I want to talk about first, I'm going to go with food. I think food is a universal thing. Everybody, obviously, all species and people need food. And I, uh, I just I feel like it's, it's something that people get excited about. People want to go to restaurants. They want to eat with other people. They can share it with others. It's, it can be for your culture. It can be about where you're from, regional. Uh, I, I just think that food's one of those things that's like kind of a uh, universal way to speak to other people, which is cool. I 100% agree. And yeah, that now, was my number one pick too. Yeah, I was about to say you took my, <laughs> my number three yeah, pick I, off the I board. I that listed as number one. Yeah. Well, so there goes that. Number one. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Francis. Yeah, I was saying, like, yeah. way to give us some answers there. You want to hold that up for a second? <laughs> Don't Dor- look at that again. Dorian, what do you have now? What do you have? What's your What's your second pick? I like the food pick. It's, it's clearly a great one. Probably the second the best. one is easy, and it's all-encompassing. I think it's actually better than food. It, it's love. What What's the reason that we uh, desire food? Because we love it. It's good food. It's not just any food. It's got to be love. Uh, love on so many levels brings people together in a very positive way. So, yeah. All right, all right. Wow, I, really pulling at my heartstrings there, Dorian. I was to say, thanks, man. Do you love food? I do love food. Yeah. See? <laughs> Can't argue is my with love that. for food what brings us together, or is it the food itself that brings us together? I think it's, it's my food. love for you. That's true. 
Oh, mm. that's cute. Mm. That is nice. That you know what, Dorian? I'm not. Even, I was gonna say something snarky, but uh, that was so nice and such I'm a nice way to end that. Out. Yeah, you really did. You really did. So I'm going to go with. I'm since Francis took mine, right? And <laughs> we got a nice little message from Francis in the middle of that, saying, "Well, that takes sex off the board." So <laughs> that's why it was number two on my list. Really does bring people together. You can't argue with that. No, can. <laughs> Damn you, Dorian. <laughs> so remember, guys, this is a snake draft, so I have two picks in a row. Just saying that now. So. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'm going to go. My first overall pick is going to be alcohol. Oh. Alcohol. Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bringing yeah. people together in a bad way. I see how it is. It, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just bad. Kidding. I'm to say not, it's not for a lecco. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> if we're gonna if we're gonna connect this to love, I think it, you know, has created a lot of love. Alcohol has been the start it's, of a lot it's of love. Created a lot of uh, something. I don't know if I'd call that love. Well, I I personally <laughs> think that alcohol is one of the greatest unifiers that we have. And uh, no matter what, when you're just sharing some beers with people out at a pub, you like, honestly, whenever you guys travel abroad around the world, right, you go to bars and you get to meet all these different people. You get to, you know, like really just experience life in their shoes more often when it starts with like a few drinks. I don't know why it is the way it is sometimes like that, but it just seems to be one of those unifying factors um, for people that clearly aren't alcoholics or people who are sober that definitely loosens the tongue exactly exactly and that, i think that's a really great bridge between all cultural gaps because pretty much every culture that i'm aware of has some type of drink that's a big part of it i could be wrong it's a good answer i didn't even have it on my list but it's a great answer so with my second pick though i'm gonna go with puppies that's so that's also a good answer Puppies, easy unifier, because you, I mean, I don't know anybody who brings around a puppy and doesn't have somebody, no matter what, where they're from, who, I don't care where you are from in the, in the world, you are going to bond over somebody else's puppy. It's going to happen. Leko definitely made his list drinking. <laughs> so he's had a beer what, what makes me happy <laughs> i can't wait to hear Aleko's next answer on here i was i was gonna say you guys have the next picks now so it, it uh it goes back to you dorian and then it goes to francis and he has two so i got a little bit to wait so so my answer here has to be and i i did this as a slash because i couldn't think of a good word that encompassed both but party slash slash celebrations um, I think, you know, I, I can't recall any time someone has gone to a party, you know, if you're not having a good time, not at least intentionally come wanting to have a bad time. I think, you know, you kind of come with a mindset that you're going to have fun at a party and it's going to be with a bunch of people, you know? Yeah. Agreed. You know what makes parties, parties parades, like, you know, big, big events. I think celebrations encompasses that. I, I definitely agree. You know what makes those parties normally really, really great though dorian food lots of food lots of food and booze and love and love all those things <laughs> yeah all those things i i don't disagree with you guys 
It's just where I'm at in uh, the draft picks. I tell you what's not on that list right now, puppies. I mean, they're there a lot of the times, but not all of the time. Yeah, I mean, but what makes a party better? Puppies. Like, you bring a puppy into a party, and that puppy is immediately the main attraction. You're not wrong. Puppy party. It is. Oh, puppy parties. Puppy parties are something else. Too many puppies might be a little bit of a tough time. That, That might ruin the party. You know what they say, the old saying, too many puppies at the party. <laughs> That's, yeah. Finish that, please. <laughs> the I old would like saying. To <laughs> Go on. I am very curious to what you have to say next. Also, who's keeping track of our, our picks here? I'm keeping track of them right now. Don't worry. We're good. So, all right, Francis, you got two. You got two picks. I, I do. So, after my, uh, my great saying, I, uh, I have two, so I'm, I'm torn between which one I want to be six and which one I want to be seven. I think for six, I'm actually going to switch it on my list now. So I, I think I'm going to say shared experiences, like whether that's trauma or something good or something bad. I just think shared experiences have a, a great way of kind of bringing people together. I think that's maybe a very broad term, but I think... I was going to say, you can, you can wipe out like half of my list by... Yeah, but I mean, but at the same rate, I think that it's, it's that experience shared experiences that you're doing with something else and you're being able to relate and have that whether it's you're actually with that person Mm -hmm. or it's doing something independently that you both have experienced something that is significant that you can relate to i think that's a huge um aspect in being able to to feel close to somebody and and all of that that's a that's a really good pick and something i 100 percent didn't even consider um yeah that's a fantastic yeah i was about to say you really (laughs) you really went all out on this one but that's a that's actually a really good pick and i really don't have any like witty comments or anything to go off of that it's just a really good pick pick. and then seven put put a lot of time into this list i did i did i'll read them at the end maybe i'll read them all off and we can have a good laugh that's gonna be the finisher is we're just gonna do like the uh the ones that didn't make the list so, so my next one, I am torn between two, but I think this one is much better. Um, I'm going to say music. Um, very similar. Oh. Yeah, similar to food, I think music is a unifying thing with a lot of cultures and with a lot of um, people. And I think that being able to understand music and or relate to music or have just a shared experience of listening to music can really... Um, I don't know. I think that brings people together. And like, I was thinking about going to concerts and going to festivals and things that we haven't been doing for so long. And it's like, I went to Made in America in Philadelphia in September of uh, 2019. And there was like 15 to 20,000 people, probably more. I don't even know. And they were just like all of these different concert venues. And it was just so cool to see them all just kind of merging over different music styles. And there were so many artists. So that that's a big pick for me. Way to go, Francis. Robs me of two. I didn't yeah, even it, think about the shared experiences, but it really sucks not being involved in any of this snake action that you guys got going on. Here. <laughs> I, want, I want a double pick. Damn it. <laughs> well, maybe don't be in the middle next time, Dorian. I don't know. That's the random generator. You're the one who did the random generator to start with. I should have clicked three times. <laughs> Dorian could have just lied to us and told him that he shouldn't was first. <laughs> shouldn't have settled with that first one. See, I'm an honest guy. I wouldn't do that to you, boys. There you go, Dorian. We appreciate it. Music was high up on my list. I honestly, I'm, I'm, really regretting not just picking that right away because I'm surprised it dropped to seven. Yeah. Same. I, I yeah, did not I thought I was going to be able to take it right there. I, I thought I was going to get the still of the draft music right there. God, that's rough. I got the Tom Brady at the draft. I still think uh, the ones I want left are going to be there when I'm picking though. You know, at this point with, okay. with everything that's currently off of the board. So my next one is also kind of encompassing, but uh fandom. Mm. sports fans show fans i mean like 
I'm thinking about like the Star Trek conventions that still happen when, I mean, granted there's like a new Star Trek, I think on CBS all access right now, but like there's not been a big Star Trek in production since like what the nineties. You you do, do you count the movies in the mid two thousands? I guess you kind of can, but it's not really the same as having like a series that you're following season after season, you know, like it's not the same, yeah. but I'm just saying you still have those people who, you know, dress up like Star Trek and go to those conventions on an annual basis. That's very true. That's uh, that is definitely something that is, I didn't even think about like fandom outside. And so actually, this I mean, is just, sports I'm, is included in the, Yeah. That's so I was going to ask, I'm like, is sports included in that? That was the basis of it, but and then okay. I, I expanded on it because it's not just sport. It's like a fandom for anything, you know, like okay, the um, kids who show up to the Comic Cons every year, like that's a fandom too. So I'm gonna give away my next pick already, just because it, it, I need to clarify now: is does playing sports or just sports in general is that still on the board? Like, could I say playing sports? Because sports was gonna be my next pick. I think you can say playing sports. Okay, I'm going to take playing sports then. Okay. Because so, sports, sports – I had a sports slash fandom. Well, fandom, fandom doesn't, isn't exclusive to sports. Yes, exactly. Right. right, but you also said playing sports, which I think – That's exclusive it. to sports. Very exclusive to sports, yes. <laughs> no, no comment back on that, Dorian. <laughs> You're pretty quiet. Yeah, that's, that's accurate. Playing sports <laughs> is uh, playing sports and – yeah, not That's... playing sports is not playing sports. Yeah, I think we covered that one. God, we've had some we've had some really world breaking sayings today. Too many Peace. puppies at the party is a real saying. Okay, is is it really? Is Finish that a New Jersey it. thing? Is that like slushing people? When you have too many puppies at the party, you have a lot of chewed shoes. That that is going to be one of my favorite sayings from now on. All that entire holistic saying right there. It's Boom. very similar to too many cooks in the kitchen. You don't finish that out. That's true. I just, I guess I've never thought of too many puppies as being a, a negative thing, but uh, here we are. My really worldview is being puppies. turned around. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my last pick of the day, and this is going to be one from left field. I guarantee you guys do not have this is complaining about the weather. That's not going to be a fan. I, I hate you. <laughs> complaining about common experiences relating yes! to things that you don't like oh i robbed somebody that was my ultimate goal today was to at least rob one of you guys no like everybody loves to complain about stuff yeah that's i i think that's the 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 irony of that is because you grow closer and have a really happy moment by being negative there's there's a very very strange dichotomy in that I simplified that, but I also had hate on my list. Seriously, is that your next? Yeah. Pick? It's your pick, Dorian. Is that your next pick? No, that's not my pick. I okay. mean, I think I think what you said kind of covers where I was coming from with hate. Okay. Um, you know, I guess I, I do have a couple left here. You know, this was before we clarified that I made this list. So some of these things are more physically being brought together than, you know, really spiritually being brought together. But I I think. Uh, Here's the thing. Do I want the one that I think works better or do I want the one that, that starts a better conversation? That's, that's what I'm asking. I mean, you know where my answer is going to be. Introspective, Dorian. Um, okay, I'm not going to do the generic one, the easy one. We'll go with the fun one. Um, I would have language. I think um, sharing the same language, 
being able to actually communicate is a big thing that brings people together. If you're in a foreign country and you find someone who speaks the same language as you, you are automatically going to be like stuck to that person at the hip. Yeah. I, okay. You're, that's not necessarily wrong as somebody who spent a lot of time when I was young outside of the United States, there'd be times where I would like be in a country where I would meet somebody who spoke English, whatever, wherever they were from. Hey, I don't even yeah. know if me and you get along as people, but you speak oh, English and I can... We're about to hang out a shit ton yeah. right now. Yeah. Do we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> we. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Francis, last one. Wrap it up for us. Yeah, I am. I'm torn. I'm looking through my huge list and I'm like, which one do I want to go with? And... Overprepared Francis problems. Yes. Very overprepared. Um... I think I'll, I'll kind of just, I'm just going to use like the one that I feel like, I think, um, I guess similar to what Dory went with, it's kind of like, I was going to say education. Um, I think when I look at education and having been lucky enough to go to college and, and got my degree and everything, I think that it really does open your eyes up to a lot of different things and, and gives you a different perspective on things. Um, and I think education comes in a lot of different ways and it doesn't have to be a degree or actually going to school. Um, but I just think like being open to learning it maybe is a better way to, to, to put it, but like, mm-hmm. that's like a huge way to bring people together because when you ask questions and you're kind of like inquisitive about things that are going on, I think a lot of people gravitate towards that and want to share those experiences and want to have those conversations and want to kind of work together. Nah, nah, I, I, I agree a lot. I actually think that's a perfect way to end it is because at the end of the day, the, can, the more we continue to educate ourselves about people and with people, the more we're going to be able to learn about other cultures and everything. And, you know, the more we're going to be able to continue to have those type of shared experiences with continuing and education can be, it doesn't have to be like a formal classroom setting yeah, in my opinion. It, right. That's exactly what I was things. thinking. I think it's just like the willingness. That's why I look at it. Like the willingness to learn. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah, think it's almost just like open-minded. Like it's yeah. Like this was what I thought about this thing. Someone is telling me something different and I'm open to listening to that and in hearing it. Yeah, I think that's a better way to describe it. I think sometimes you have a lot of people that are very closed-minded and unwilling to listen to, to different ideas or, or educate themselves on something that they're unaware of. Um, and I think that really breeds a lot of things that we see around the country and around the world. So I think that like being open to education is a huge way to kind of bring people together because you teach them about the differences that are amongst people, but why we're also similar in a lot of ways. Yeah, well said. That's uh, can't think of a better way to wrap that segment up. There cool. we go. Yeah, so uh, all right. Let's go ahead and head into some of the ones that you guys had that did not make the cut. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my list is probably shorter than Francis's. So, Francis, I, I, we all know Francis had the most. So, <laughs> well, some of mine were really funny. So, I have three on my list that did not make it. The one that I was going to use if I didn't use language was holidays. It just seemed like an easy one, though. Boring. Sure, it works, but. Um, the other one I was going to use when you wouldn't clarify and say that when we were getting specific, I was going to go very vague. I was just going to say unity. That felt like, Oh, that would have been, yeah. I mean, but you didn't put a qualifier in it. So I kind of world peace. Technically it would have stood like you would have had the pick, but it would have been fun. Would have been lame. Would have been real lame. I know that. And I, I want to win. So that's why I, I refrained. It would have been like a pageant contestant answer. Exactly. I took away some answers that I knew would get me the win to open up some dialogue here. Okay, boys, I'm just sharing the rest with you. We appreciate that, Dorian. 
Um, and then the last one was kids slash having kids. Oh, huh. Okay. I, didn't, I definitely didn't village. think of that one. Takes a village, dog. Did not think of that one. Yeah, that is that is like a very big, uh, as far as like your immediate surrounding culture, that's definitely a unifier for sure. Well, and, and even people, so the together before we talked about like spiritually. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Chuck for life. <laughs> well, <laughs> for all of you people who are about to have kids out there. <laughs> Make sure you love her. Yes. For him. They'll be with you forever. Max <laughs> from Dorian. So, man, we were just killing it with the sayings today. So, Francis, tell us about some of the ones that didn't make the cut for you. I'm very curious about one of the ones. <laughs> so, I started this list thinking outside the box of just funny things that I was like, what brings people together? So, I was like, in a weird way, politics brings people together. I think okay. it doesn't necessarily bring everybody together, but it definitely brings a section of people together in different <laughs> ways, which I think is <laughs> answers that question. Brings something together, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was a funny one. Um, in that same vein, I thought of religion. I thought of some general ones. Um, yep. Kind of going a little more down the path of uh, dark, uh, cults bring people oh, together as well. Oh, God. Yes. Need eternal sleep. <laughs> I mean, yes, I was on my mind. Charles, Charles Manson brings people together sometimes. Like, I mean, oh, God. like, you know, okay. like, there's a bunch of like conspiracy theories brings people together. So, so like, you had a list and, you know, you use the good ones, it sounds like. Yes, I used the best ones and I left. Yeah. Off. So uh, another one I had was hard work. Ooh. Because I think that people are attracted and uh, hard work from somebody appeals to other people and they kind of gravitate towards those individuals. Also, I'll add on to that. I'll add on to that sentiment. You get done doing a day of hard work with somebody else and oh, you yeah. automatically like there's a certain amount of connection that you get from doing that. Um, I don't know about you guys, but it's back a in the day. Wait, what were you saying? It's a bond. It's a bond. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think of, I think of sports when you've uh, when you got done with like a really hard day of training or you just three hours, four hours of practice, you're sweating, you're dead. You guys just look at each other and you're like, yeah, that's uh, part of what brings the team together. So yeah. one of my favorites that I decided to not have on the cut was uh, I said magic, like performing magic. Okay. Yeah. That kind of goes with mine. I had the unknown. The unknown. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> the unknown. Yeah. I, magic's I think it's just a secret that nobody knows. Exactly. So it sounds like you guys are both talking about the paranormal because magic is paranormal and the unknown. <laughs> I think Dorian, that's a subject for another podcast. Dorian, I have to ask, how much do you believe that like real magic is is actually on this earth right now? I've seen magic. So you've seen <laughs> you've seen magic tricks. <laughs> I've been, it's an illusion, Michael. <laughs> I've been to like magician shows, like big ones. So Dorian, wow. do you believe in magic? David, was it David do you believe Black? in magic? I mean, I don't believe in all the stunts, but yes, I definitely believe in magic. Okay. Okay. So my, my point was, uh, if you guys have ever seen those videos of people doing magic out on the streets of like the world and they'll just go like to the, major cities, the David Blaine street magics. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like people, no matter what culture you're from, people go crazy for that shit. Like oh, the David Blaine just, parodies. It's just tricking you. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody, everybody can appreciate having that trick happen to them. Right. Like no matter what culture and at the end of it, when you guys like you guys could be completely different people 
and you'll look at that person and be like, oh my God, can you believe that happened? Like, it's crazy. I think, I don't know. To me, it, yeah. to me, it made sense. But music, I will say, was the one that I the one that got away. felt the most robbed of. I can't Quit believe I let it drop. You put puppies before music. I know, which, you know, honestly. I like I, I was just, drunk when he made this list. No one would have said puppies before you. <laughs> You're <laughs> right. I really could have. I could have said puppies before. I have a kitten, so no, puppies were not on my list. Puppies wasn't on my list, and I have a dog too, so. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely stretched with puppies, but I, like I really dog. wanted to make sure you guys didn't take dogs um, in general. Like I, I but I don't look dogs at dogs are as be bringing people together. I look at it as a dog as like brightening up an individual's person's life. I'm I'm in complete agreement with Francis. So I I disagree. Like I don't get a dog to bring you to my house to bring you closer to me. I get a dog for my own enjoyment. Well, that's a you maybe, but I would be at your house to go pet your dog and, and also you'd be, you'd be, be able to enjoy you. Yeah, exactly. Aleko so, says that because he doesn't have pets, so whenever he goes to dogs, it's him going to another person's house. <laughs> I don't have dogs a dog. I have together. a cat. I have I know. a cat. El Which makes sense though. That's that's why puppies Ooh, bring people together for you because whenever you're seeing a puppy, it's someone else's puppy. Exactly. Exactly. And I would like Dorian as somebody who has a dog themselves. Yeah, I would, I'm like, nah, this is my puppy. I'm keeping puppy to myself. Well, it sounds like you're just selfish. All right, guys. So we're going to uh, we're going to wrap it up here for today. Uh, we're going to head into the interview. So if you guys have any last bits, I thought today was fun. I can't wait for the next. Uh, what what's what's our segment called? At Pickem. At Pickem. I can't wait. Um, yeah, it was it was good. Nice. I'm right. gonna make sure to edit out the part where you said you didn't know what our segment was called. But At Pickham <laughs> is the best segment. <laughs> Francis, what do you got, brother? I need to underprepare next time and put my energy into better topic choices because I'd like six I didn't use. Yeah. Well, I mean. That's but okay, I still man. Think I'm gonna win, and the viewers have to decide that. So. I'm about to say we're gonna have to see what's gonna happen on this. So you have the first pick, so you know if you don't win, it's kind of a bad look. That's Ooh. true. Ooh, yeah, food is such a good pick too. That it's... I mean, that was that was the high and clear number one for I'll me. I'll be it'll be I'll be the Blazers of this round because I'll have Greg Oden. Don't oh, forget sorry. they don't I forget too close to home. They uh they lost Not out for on any MJ of us. Too. Yeah, I'm about to say we're. <laughs> no, I don't give a fuck about the Trailblazers. <laughs> I'm like, we're both good. Sonics fans. <laughs> the non-existent Sonics, I should say. Well, the Knicks pass on like every good player for the last 30 years, so I feel it. I root for go. a good time in basketball. True, um, true. That's pretty much all I watch the NBA for now. Are we, well. are we excited for the return of the NBA season? We're or excited for really? any sports, honestly, at this point. I'm excited for it. I'd be lying if I said I was not excited. I just for want the LeBron NBA. to get his fourth. Yeah, we all know you're a big LeBron it'll, fan. It's a, it'll be um, like Aleko's last win. Uh, it'll be an asterisk win. Don't you, don't you even dare start with that. I mean, don't you get an it's, it's still the it's win. It's not an asterisk win. There's you no asterisk. after I answered. So I mean, Because like, yeah, you answered so quickly. Yeah, but because then you I, I'm prepared. His you got to know what you're doing. Fact. Come on. It's just a it's, fact. I was about to say, you just have a 50-50 chance of getting it right. You're just like, you're, you're like, totally boom, a lot fact. slower. I'm, I'm just going to throw that out. You all right, Dorian? You deliberate for like thirty seconds every time. We're not going to get into this. We're not going to get into this right now. We have to get to the interview. So before we get to the interview, we're going to head to our last two sponsors of the day. The first being ESR Embroidery. 
So are you guys looking for custom apparel for your growing business? Are you looking to make personalized logos for you, your team, or just want some custom swag for yourself? Well, come to ESR Embroidery for all your personalized apparel needs. We're talking shirts, hats, hoodies, and more. Built on ingenuitive designs and detailed work, you'll be able to bring the design you've always been looking for alive at ESR. Find them on Instagram at ESR underscore embroidery for personalized inquiries or on Etsy for all other work. Last but not least, we got Down Dog Athletics. Down Dog Athletics' mission is to make yoga and mental health more accessible to athletes so they can better improve their performance. Every yoga sequence is designed to mimic movement patterns seen in the gym and on the field. Every mindset technique is put through the lens of how an athlete sees the world. We believe that every athlete needs a balance between their light side and their dark side. We are programmed to be dark side dominant, always slowing down. Excuse me. We're programmed to be dark side dominant, always going harder and faster. But sometimes we need to tap into our light side by slowing down and practicing stillness. When you slow down, you gain more awareness. When you gain more awareness, you smooth out inefficiencies and become faster. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Find out how Down Dog Athletics can help you reach your mental and physical goals at downdogathletics.com. So Francis actually did point something very good out to me just now. If you are in a fraternity and you are listening to this, ESR Embroidery is a perfect, perfect company for any of your frat-specific apparel needs. Francis, any follow-ups on this? Feel free to send some swag to me. If you guys do do it, I'm happy. Love to take any free clothes. Well, I mean, we oh, have... Are we getting the ATP swag? What's up? I'm bringing it down to you, Dorian. I'm just I can send you paid. my address. You can ship it to yeah, me. Yeah, I was about to say, Francis, you're going to have to send me the address. I have tons of apparel. So we'll get, you, we'll get you that apparel. Cool. It, yeah, don't worry. We, so, we, we, got a, we got a bunch of new... We got hoodies coming can in. Can you soon, make sure so. that I get it before Dorian, even though he joined before me? I, probably I can expedite it to you. Probably so happen. it comes in like two days and Dorian okay. won't have it until like July. USPS shipping. I mean, yeah. to be fair, July is in two days, but. It's, it's the 27th, man. I think so I'm coming like... out to Oregon in August, guys. Oh, no. Wait, when's the first? I thought the first was Monday. Wednesday. Okay. So we're going to head into our interview. <laughs> we're, like, we're just sitting here talking. All right. We're going to head into our interview with Connor. It was a great interview, guys. I really hope you enjoy learning about his uh, organization, Project Human. Remember that at the end of the day, we all are human, and we're going to start putting those capital H's on the word Start the Movement now. Please, if you like the episode and the interview and everything in general, remember to like, rate, and subscribe to all thoughts podcast we always appreciate you guys doing that and once again we always appreciate you guys listening to the show take care y'all all right everybody so i am here with connor duggan excuse me did i pronounce that correctly? that is correct all right there we go we're one for one on pronunciations of last names today so we brought connor on today to talk a little bit about his organization called project human it is something that i am very newly introduced to and really i wanted to have connor on to explain a lot more about what his 
organization is all about, what the purpose is, what the mission is, and what he's really looking to accomplish. And was really hoping for you guys to listen in. And at the end of this, maybe take a look at his website, go in and see what it's all about as well. As somebody who has been able to look through all the videos and everything that he has, I can tell you it is an awesome, awesome website. So before we go into any of that, Connor, how you doing, man? How's life? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. Uh, beautiful day up here in the Pacific Northwest. I know you're feeling the same. So uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's good. Looking forward to this discussion. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much again for coming onto the show. I really appreciate it. Um, I think it's, it's really cool what you've done and what you've started. And, and as we were talking about before, this is something that somewhat of a passion project for you. So uh, why don't we just go ahead and go right into it, man? What is Project Sounds Human? Good. Yeah, so uh, you know, Project Human is essentially a social campaign to capitalize the H in human. Um, it, it's the idea that by doing so, we can promote being human as part of our individual and global identity. You know, it sounds pretty simple. Like, really, what we're advocating for is just a uh, a grammatical change. You know, it's just elevating the the status of the word, um, you know, which at present is just a noun. Uh, and to get into like the grammar of it, we're just trying to make it a proper noun, at least in, in some circumstances. And, you know, we can kind of get into the, the nuances of that later. Um, but, uh, you know, really all we're trying to do right now is uh, add an extra little line uh, to in to the lowercase h and make it a capital h but it really is um a lot more than that in our minds you know i think really what we're trying to do here is is like if we can change the way and i know you've looked at the website and anyone who uh you know listens to this and might look at the website after might notice that you know a lot of the words i use uh are written right there on the website and in the videos and everything. But, you know, that's just because that is, you know, the genuine, the genuine philosophy and the genuine ideology, I guess, that we're trying to push here. And, and that messaging all, you know, really comes from uh, my, myself and, and the other folks who've worked on this with me, you know, it comes straight from the heart and, and head, you know, of, of us um, as we're putting it together. So the idea is that, you know, by changing how we write, um, we can change how we think. Um, and by changing how we think, we can really change how we interact with each other. And, uh, you know, part of that, too, is by thinking about this as trying to transform our identities. Um, you know, we know, and I think we've seen this in, in particular over the last few years, that identity can really influence uh, how people behave uh, and how they think about themselves. You know, I'm, I'm a political, political science student back in my university days and, uh, you know, kind of a, a politic, politics geek and like political psychology, political philosophy geek at heart. And, you know, I, I think you can look at all of history, but really over the course of the last few years, it is just so clear that like someone's identity, whether that's conscious or subconscious, is really just like the primary driver of how they, uh, you know, think about everything in front of them. And we think by transforming that identity, you are giving them a new way to think about that identity. Um, you know, they can, they can start interacting with the world around them in a different way. Um, you know, it influences how they might greet their neighbor uh, in the morning. It influences how they might think about like a person who's featured in a news story on TV and it might influence how they vote, for example. Now, we're not trying to like have any necessarily like partisan bent with this. I mean, you know, someone could probably read into it saying like, hey, it's like pushing for enhanced, like increased globalism and such. Um, 
you know, and, and yeah, it is. It's trying to push towards like a more collective consciousness, consciousness, like, you know, a more uh, recognizing us as like a global society. Um, but in that sense, you know, we just want people to recognize like human, I guess, is kind of that primary like uh, level of identity within everyone, um, you know, and, and let that influence your behavior and uh, voting practices and everything in between as it will, if that makes sense. Yeah, man, absolutely. So, you know, I'm actually really curious about why the start of this organization. So what, like what brought upon the, uh, the origin story, I guess, of this organization? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, I, like I said, I was a political science major in college. Um, I was also a uh, procrastinator. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I think, you know, I, I actually recall specifically like the time when I kind of came up with this idea, or at least like the, the you know, the seeds of the idea. And I was, um, I think it was my sophomore year of college. And um, I, was writing a paper on a political philosopher. Um, you know, it was like we had to do a quick review of the book or something that we had read on it. And it was like a three page paper and I had put it off all week and, you know, struggled to get through the book and I had like scrapped the paper multiple times. I think I even remember at like 9 PM on the night before it was due, I had emailed my professor and said like, I give up. I, I just have too many thoughts on like this book and I can't contain it into a single like, paper. I just can't even figure out how to start this. And I gave up on the paper. And then sure enough, around like two in the morning, I like woke up and was like, I know how to write the paper and uh, stayed up till like 9am writing it and went into 9am class and, and uh, you know, turned it into the surprise of my professor who initially was pretty disappointed that I had emailed it the night before. But in that paper, I had, I remember writing the sentence and I still have it saved. Of course, I think I even have like the printed copy that was graded or whatever. Uh, just for posterity. But, uh, you know, I, I wrote like, I've always, the, the political philosopher I was writing on was a bit of a, a humanist uh, herself. It was Simone de Beauvoir. If any listeners are familiar, I wasn't familiar with her before I took that class. Um, but the the statement I remember writing in that that paper was, it has always baffled me why we capitalize Christian and Muslim and American and Russian uh, and um, you know, Democrat and Republican and, you know, any of those other proper nouns. Um, and yet we don't capitalize the word human. Um, and, you know, that was really where it started. Um, I didn't really do anything with that idea, except, you know, it always kind of stuck in my head and I kept thinking about it. Um, I think I was assigned some project in college again, like around my senior year where like I had a bit of freedom in terms of what I was doing with it. And I kind of came up with the idea, like I'm going to put together, you know, an outline of how I would turn this idea into a campaign. Um, like how would I turn this into a movement, something that, uh, you know, creates some sort of positive impact, uh, you know, hopefully on society or the world or anything. And, and it was just, you know, more of an exercise. I, I also kind of needed yeah, yeah. a uh, topic for the project at the time. Um, but I definitely got carried away in thinking about it, um, you know, and coming up with like rough logos at the time and, uh, you know, what it would take to put it together and push it out there. And I think it was really around, um, the 2016 election, um, and particularly, you know, kind of in the aftermath of that. And, you know, again, we're, we're trying to kind of stay nonpartisan in this and this, that's mm -hmm. partially, you know, I have my own, uh, 
partisan orientation, which is definitely obvious if anyone looks at any of my personal social media or anything. But we try to keep the project fairly nonpartisan, mostly because we want to appeal to everyone and try to like, you know, appeal to that higher sense of humanity, if you will, within Mm -hmm. everyone that we think exists. Um, But there's no doubt, whatever side you're on, uh, like the divisiveness that in the tribalism that became just so apparent in the lead up to and the aftermath of the 2016 election. And, you know, of course, unfortunately, is still super present today. Um, it, it was severe and obvious. And I think I remember like in the you know days and weeks following um, the actual election itself, I was like, I got to do something like with this because I have, um, I was like, you know, I have the idea. I haven't heard of anyone else doing anything like this. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like now is the time if there ever was a time, um, you know, like the social media platforms are there. That's what I think will like help to help it to spread. Like that's what I need society seems to be at a pivotal place where like we're in the exact opposite direction of this, which is exactly why I think like now is the time to do it. Um, And at the same time, I, it didn't really seem like in my mind, all I really had to do is create a bit of a marketing platform. Uh, You know, like Mm -hmm. the campaign videos that you saw the website, those sort of things like, and they all cost money to a degree. Um, You know, it took a bit of multimedia production and such and hiring of freelancers. Um, But you know, it wasn't, extraordinary. And, you know, I had a little bit of a cash savings account that I had uh, saved up at that point in my like early career. And I was like, you know, like, hell, I am willing to just push some cash into this and see what happens. Um, At the same time, really, like the pieces definitely fell together. Like I mentioned, my my girlfriend is kind of my partner in crime on this. uh, Mm -hmm. And she um, her name's Sonnet, Sonnet Moore, Sonnet, like the (laughs) Shakespearean poem. And I met her around that time too. And, you know, one of the things I'd always struggle with is like, I just didn't have the right people. I didn't know like who is like the film producer that I need, for example. Um, I had the ideas were all there, but I didn't know how to put them together. And she kind of helped really connect those dots and like hash out ideas. And for example, like she found, she had someone already in mind who was like the perfect film producer. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I think the power of those branded materials, it's in those multimedia assets. Like if, if those aren't good, the project won't go anywhere. So yeah, you know, yeah, I had absolutely. really high expectations there. And luckily, like, you know, everything seemed to work out. Um, I'm, I could not be happier with like how the kind of campaign campaign platform came together and, and what it looks like now. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's cool that it sounds like 2016 was kind of your call to action moment, right? Where mm-hmm. that was the time where you're like, okay, uh, so like this, it went from an idea into more of like, a, okay, I'm going to make this a reality, which I think is really important. It's always interesting to distinguish specific call to action moments for people. And I always really like hearing what that moment is for people who, you know, own their own organizations, go into private business sectors, yeah. stuff like that. Right. Um, but, you know, I actually, I really want to ask you something that I had thought of when I first looked at your website and I kind of want to play devil's advocate here. So, so yeah, stick with me for a second. Um, I'm not trying to just straight up critique what you no got worries. going, Go for it. but I, I want to ask you some, some questions that might, you know, be able to give you a little bit more depth to what I have seen so far. And so one of my comments was, I like, what would you say to the idea that this is ignoring the importance of an individual's unique culture or religion? Yeah. Um, that's a 
Very good question. And definitely, you know, very topical, I think, given uh, the current times that we're in, particularly over the last few weeks. And, uh, you know, the upswell in terms of support for, uh, and I think visibility of like, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, by no means, you know, and, and we had a, we had to put some time in a concocting a post, I think that addressed this a bit. Um, and, mm-hmm. and for two reasons, uh, on one hand, you know, there's definitely, I, I definitely looked through like, you know, like everyone, there's like kind of the the morbid scroll through social media that I think everyone's doing right now throughout the day. And at the end of nights where you're, all you're looking at is, you know, how many new coronavirus cases today? Uh, you know, what, what's going on with civil unrest and everything. Um, and one of the things I always saw in that is a lot of the pushback against people supporting black lives matter was, you know, like, of course, kind of the all lives matter, uh, faction, which I'm not really sure if that's an organized faction, but, you know, there's certainly a, a group of people who tends to use that as a slogan, if you will, um, or as a rebuttal against Black Lives Matter. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we definitely uh, kind of wanted to separate ourselves from that somewhat. Um, yeah. I think mostly because the, the response is normally like, all lives matter. You know, I just see everyone as human. And yeah, they're using the word <laughs> that our campaign is all about. Um, but, you know, our, our campaign was uh, formed out of, you know, trying to address problems of divisiveness and tribalism mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, essentially humans not supporting each other and, and looking out for other humans and pushing for, uh, you know, a world of, of greater peace, progress and prosperity are kind of like those three P's that we always talk about. And, uh, you know, absolutely, you know, in the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, you know, thank God it's come about when it did, um, you, you know, came about when it did, because it's, it's addressing real problems in our society. And mm-hmm. in our minds, uh, you know, on one hand, we can't push, we can't meaningly push for the result that we're pushing for, unless those problems uh, are addressed, you know, unless um, systemic racism is rooted out as much as possible, um, you know, unless police brutality is, uh, you know, pushed back against and police reforms are enacted, you know, everything in there, it is, they are, we would consider them to be prerequisites uh, to ultimately what we're trying to push for. So, yeah. you know, in my mind, like kind of the all lives matter, I see everyone as human. Uh, it's great, like, but that's not, you know, if it's used as a rebuttal against Black Lives Matter, you know, that's when it kind of is, yeah. is problematic. And, uh, you know, so one, on one hand, we wanted to say, like, that's not what this is, because totally, you know, I could see how it could be misconstrued that way. Um, and, and in fact, you know, very much we're supportive of the movement. And on the other hand, it's really just not, you know, the movement is not trying to erase or, you know, overcome, if you will, um, any other sort of like identities or affiliations that someone might subscribe to, you know, as long as they're positive. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, and yeah. the idea that we've kind of globbed onto, and I think that this is actually from uh, another guy called Frank White, who's a thinker in the space industry, which I can, I can get into some of the uh, relevance here to the space industry, which, which I've been a part of professionally now for a while and has a lot to do with the inspiration for this campaign. But he said something in a talk I went to, um, I think it was from him. Uh, he, he said, you know, he's this, he's the believer or he, he kind of created this thing called the overview effect. And it's, Mm -hmm. 
the idea, and it's been studied, and it's, it's real, um, that when astronauts uh, go up above Earth, you know, in orbit above the atmosphere, um, almost a majority of them have this almost religious epiphany experience where they look down at the earth and they don't see, you know, they say, I didn't see borders. Yep. Uh, I didn't see like, you know, the different colored map uh, that we all like grew up with where every country has a different color. Um, you know, all I saw was one single planet that we're all apparently living on and it looked super fragile. Like it looked beautiful and it looked fragile. And I was like overcome by the sense of like, uh, togetherness and the idea that we all need to work better to like help each other and protect the one place that's our home. And one of the things, you know, so obviously you can see how like this movement is, is, uh, you know, somewhat inspired by some of those ideals. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I can get more into that in a second, but definitely like, you know, in one hand, it's, it's one of the things he said was, uh, you know, the overview effect is about universe, uh, unity and the context of diversity. And that's really what we're pushing for. Um, you know, by no means are we trying to like demote or degrade any of the affiliations that other people like, you know, if you're, um, you know, like the ones I mentioned earlier, if you're Christian or Muslim or American or Russian or what have you, or even Democrat and Republican, um, those are all part of like, you know, what, like the cultural tapestry that I think makes our species like really beautiful and really cool. Our point is, um, you know, above all of that is your membership to our single species, if you will. It's a good question. And, uh, you know, I, I hope we're, we're uh, on the righteous path there, if you will. Um, yeah. Because that's yeah. what this movement's all about. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a very valid question. To be honest with you, um, I wanted to clarify that mostly for the listeners themselves. I, yeah, I had a feeling just from the start that that was more or less what you guys were going for. Um, and really, more often than not, I feel like the All Lives Matter rebuttal is almost a uh, is something that is more used for a status quo keeper, right? Yeah. Or something where it's uh, <laughs> people are trying to essentially undermine the movement itself because they're doing it for a different reason. Um, but with that said, I think it's awesome that you guys are doing something that is trying to connect humanity in that certain fashion. And actually, um, a really quick note, I just thought it was awesome that you brought up uh, aerospace in general was because, so I'm a big fan of Edgar Mitchell, who uh, started the Institute of Noetic Science. And uh, you were talking about feelings of interconnectedness that, uh, that astronauts get when they go to space and when especially when they're coming back mm -hmm. and uh it's just it's really interesting that you brought that up because i thought that was fascinating so when it comes to aerospace and just astronauts and all that that interconnection of maybe even just the universe is yeah. that something that you guys are hoping to continue to bring more into the organization itself i yeah and um you know, to some extent, like, like, like I said, it's, um, this is a passion project and it's very much like a philanthropic endeavor, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't really know uh, what the exact definition is of a philanthropic endeavor, but it's, it's a philanthropic social campaign. You know, by no means are we trying to turn this into anything where like we're, uh, you know, a space business, right? Uh, okay. Bacon spacecraft. That, that's what I do in my day job. I work with a lot of companies who are, you know, constructing spacecraft and whatnot and satellites and whatever, what have you. Um, 
you know, we're not trying to make money off this. We're not trying to create any products necessarily. We might have some cool merchandise at some point, but only because <laughs> like, Hey, if people like it and, uh, you know, it help, it's a way to help spread, spread the word. Right. And, uh, yeah. And ultimately to maybe raise some money to pour back into the campaign and, and other endeavors. So, you know, really what, what the tide of space is, is both ideological and marketing. Uh, on one okay. hand, you know, marketing like space is sexy. It's cool. Um, you know, it's, it makes, it's aesthetically uh, awesome. And there's a lot of different good, you know, graphical content that you can use. Um, but of course, we wouldn't use that if it wasn't relevant. And in a lot of ways, you know, this is rooted in space, um, both because of what initially inspired, uh, you know, me to create the movement um, and also, you know, what the overall goals are of the movement. So, like I said, uh, you know, Frank White um, in the overview effect, those were, were central aspects to this, you know, part of the, like the parallel there too is, uh, you know, just like how some companies are trying to, you know, take more people to orbit to experience the overview effect. Um, and so that more people can like stop seeing the earth with, you know, borders that aren't real. Like, yes, they are mm -hmm. real. You know, we're not trying to create like a borderless uh, globe or anything. You know, I, like I said, I'm a political science major, so I understand, uh, you know, the international order and and how it works and you know the value of of nation states having their own you know secure borders and such at the same time you know like they like those astronauts say like they go up and they don't see like uh you know borders so like and what if kids grew up more you know looking at picture like satellite pictures of the earth rather than you know the maps that they look at when there's uh you know, just like the U.S. is one color, Mexico is one color, Canada is another color. Like, I'm sure you might have drawn those in your elementary school days, just like I did when we learned geography. More and in the same sense, like, what if kids grew up capitalizing human, uh, recognizing it as a proper noun and like seeing the, the emphasis on the significance of that word rather than like having it be kind of this, you know, uh, demoted just every other day word. So in terms of where we're going um you know I, I think the like thought exercise um actually one more thing on on the roots of it too and and there's a bunch of different space routes you know in terms that i could just run through my head but it's no accident that like my i i you know love sci-fi and that definitely inspired me to like pursue a career in the space industry and at the same time it's no accident that like uh you know, Project Human is tied in there as well. Um, and certainly, I think the only place that I have found where human is capitalized is in science fiction. And it's not all science fiction, but generally, you know, it's some far off future where uh, our species has run up against an alien species or something. And, you know, we generally have some type of name that we refer to ourselves with. It might be humans, it might be Terrans or Earthlings or something like that. But it's because we have now advanced to where we've found like another technologically competent and uh, sentient species yeah, that we now yeah. suddenly recognize, uh, you know, the, the oneness of ourselves um, and, you know, recognize that with a proper noun. And of course, like, you know, in literature and specifically science fiction literature, um, you know, that's, that's when they start capitalizing it. Um, and, you know, the, 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 fun thing there, I guess, as a, as a, you know, thought exercise is, um, you know, nothing changes about humanity in those scenarios, you know, and I think 
Um, I certainly believe that like one day we'll discover alien life, whether that's microbial life or, you know, big octopus creatures or something. I don't know. Um, you know, and hopefully they're not coming here to attack us. Like, you know, you see an independence day or other, other movies like that. And I think there's actually a, a quote, I think it might be like president Reagan said something like, you know, when an alien attack comes, like that's the only thing that could, I'm botching it. But he said, you know, like that's what will unite humanity because it's in the face of the other. Um, but when you think about that, like there's nothing that changes about us mm-hmm. in that scenario, right? It's just that we've seen what we are not and therefore are able to recognize what we were all along. And it, it, with that exercise to me, like, if you are able to walk through those steps, there's no reason why you can't kind of recognize like the stat, like the needed status of human in the present um, as that proper noun that unites us all. In terms of where, uh, you know, down the road, I think the thought exercise I always like to walk through is like, I'm certainly working towards this though. I don't build spacecraft. I'm not an engineer or scientist, so I only do so much, but uh, you know, everyone in the industry is, and, and I'm hoping for it. Like many people are, I think that like we'll be a multi-planetary species one day, uh, you know, and have uh, settlements and bases on the moon and Mars and, and, you know, hopefully one day far off from now other solar systems. Um, and if you've ever heard Carl Sagan's like pale blue dot, you know, he kind of talks about this, like, you know, one day they'll look back at the tiny pale blue dot and, uh, you know, recognize how far we've come. And in that sense too, it's like, how will, uh, you know, our species remember when we're on the moon or Mars or wherever, um, you know, and like a few generations have gone by that, you know, the same species is on earth and the moon uh, you know, in other places and like where we came from and that we're all part of the same species. And at that point, you know, again, it would seem like human as a proper noun is relevant. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, why can't we start pushing for that now, of course? Um, you know, I, and I think there's also an argument like, well, what about other words like Terran or Earthling? And those all work too. Uh, you know, I guess theoretically, yeah, like we could go with another word, but the thing about, you know, this project and that word is that human is a word that, you know, does get somewhat commonly used. And uh, there has to kind of be that actual action that people take. And, you know, everyday, uh, you know, the everyday person going about their daily lives, whether it's in their career or they're writing like an email to a friend or a text message or a social media comment or whatever, um, probably won't use the word earthling all that much, but they might use human a bit more. And whenever they use it, uh, you know, they have that opportunity to capitalize the H and kind of like take one small action to push back against tribalism and, uh, divisiveness. And, uh, you know, I think that's important. So, you know, ultimately that's why we went with human as, as the proper noun goal, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, man. I can't, I can't really grasp my mind around the idea of consistently calling each other earthlings. Yeah. I feel like that, that just so sounds, much. yeah, a little bit too alien to a certain extent. Like yeah. I'm the alien calling. Yeah. That's what the aliens call us. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Human, yeah human seems to work. <laughs> yeah. Human definitely makes the most sense for sure. From, from what you've already pretty much put out there. So, I mean, it, it sounds like it's pretty straightforward what you guys are trying to accomplish and the mission and like the, the actual vision of what you're looking for is, is there. So as far as goals that you guys have, you know, maybe hopefully in the next like two years or three mm-hmm. years, what is your initial goals? 
It's a really good question. Uh, and it's something that we're, you know, no doubt still working on and still trying to figure out, um, you know, to some extent, uh, you know, this isn't a project that we planned, uh, you know, it'd be great if it like went viral right away. Right. Um, at the same time, that might not be good because it might get out from under our feet and like, we might not be prepared for it with more ideas to follow it up. And maybe we haven't thought about everything yet. You know, to some extent we've been limited obviously by like, the resources and time that, that we can put in. Um, but that's all right. You know, it's caused us to be kind of slow and, and pace ourselves in, in doing that and reflect on all the ideas behind it and keep putting together ideas over time so that, you know, uh, and, and producing content and such so that eventually, you know, if we ever do hit that inflection point, we're ready for it. Um, so, you know, in terms of ideas going forward, um, you know, like I said, the, the real goal here is just to try to get people to use it. It's to try to get people excited about the idea. Um, I think a lot of people want to feel like they, uh, or they feel like they want to do something right now, you know, whether it's donating to a cause or, you know, marching in the streets uh, or voting, you know, I think a lot of people feel like they want to do that. They want to do it more often. Uh, but obviously a lot of people are also constrained by like time and resources. You know, not everyone can be an activist. Uh, not everyone can like run for office or anything. Um, you know, so what we're really trying to push is the idea that like, this is that kind of one small act of rebellion, that one small act of activism uh, that the everyday person can do in their everyday lives. And, you know, the idea being like, it takes such little energy to elongate the lines of a letter or to, share you know our videos then like if someone asks like hey why'd you capitalize that word uh you know they make it well look at this cool video and like uh, you know and even if it doesn't answer all their questions uh certainly mm -hmm. when we started this we didn't have it fully worked out and we still don't uh you know like the grammatical nuance of when you might use it and when you might not i think is is a realistic question um but it starts the conversation and ultimately that like that movement towards using it i think is really important um so like if I am not someone who thinks about the oneness of the world, if you will, uh, and doesn't capitalize human and suddenly I see these videos and, you know, I come across the word and I write it and then I'm like, oh yeah, that cool video I saw the other day. And then I erase the word or backspace through it and then write it out again with a capital H. Even if I did it that one time, but particularly like if I keep doing it, like that's a you know, positive movement that I've made in my head. That's like a positive, uh, mm -hmm. you know, construction towards like more societal and civilization thinking, I think. Um, and, you know, that, that goes somewhere, even if you forget it about after that, uh, you know, hopefully maybe you follow us on social media and we'll remind you down the road. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, but the idea is like all of those little actions can lead to, uh, you know, a lot of people thinking very differently and that can influence kind of our local and global behavior. So that's, that's kind of like the near term goal as it relates to, you know, people here and now, uh, you know, the long term goal obviously being that like it's, it's natural. Um, that like, that's how, when kids grow up and go through elementary school and learn to write and learn what a proper noun is, or at least learn to like that some words are capitalized and some words aren't, they learn that human is one of those words that's capitalized. You know, it's, it's deserving of that emphasis. It's, it's elevated to a proper noun. Um, and you know, in more, more of a figure, figurative sense, uh, that's how people think, right? Like when they see someone, they don't think, mm -hmm. 
oh, uh, that, you know, that Russian or that Muslim or whatever, uh, you know, they might be those things and hopefully they recognize them as those things in a positive way uh, mm -hmm. and, and respect and appreciate those people, you know, for the other cultural identities that they, uh, you know, call their own. But at the very first thing that they think, even if it's subconscious, is that that person's a human. Um, and I think a lot of people do that already, um, but clearly not enough or else uh, the world wouldn't be in the place that it is, I don't think. In terms of actual actions, because, you know, I think that's what you're getting at, too. We're kind of trying to figure that out. Um, you know, we've got a lot of ideas on how to do that. Uh, you know, like I said, a lot of it, I think, is just trying to push out more content on social media, doing things like coming on your podcast and talking to you about it. Um, mm -hmm. It's really just trying to get the idea out there. We've found that once we tell people about the idea, once we get them to watch the videos, they think it's really cool. They share it. They do it. I, I've certainly seen like a lot of my friends who will like capitalize the the H and human in some of their posts sometimes on Instagram or what have you. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you go. Uh, and I, of yeah. course I always comment on it, um, but it's hard to build. So, you know, part of it's just trying to, uh, you know, build that brand, if you will, make it cool, make it appealing, make it something that can get people excited and get the idea out there. Um, we have, we have some other goals too. Um, you know, certainly more like pushing for like institutional change, if you will. Um, you know, we haven't really announced these yet or found the right way or the right time to do it. But like, think about like, you know, if human was in, uh, the dictionary or rep, uh, or recognized by like the grammatical powers that be, I don't, I don't know who that is, for example, like in my <laughs> mind, I'm like, I guess the folks who make Webster's. I was going to say, I'm like, it's like Webster, uh, a giant entity. I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't know if there's some like grammar God out there who dictates all this <laughs> stuff or what, uh, but you know, like trying to like do outreach to them, for example, and get them to like sit, think like, Hey, that's a cool idea. Uh, you know, maybe, like, yeah, if we see enough popular support behind this, like we will change it, like what the official rule is. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of like everything in between that, which is a lot of stuff. But, you know, it's, it's really just trying to evangelize the idea, I guess, and just get it out there, get people thinking about it. Um, and a lot of it is just kind of your typical, like what you might consider, you know, like brand building for social media marketing and such. Um, so... Lots of ideas, you know, never enough time, but uh, yeah. we still believe in it. And, you know, we're, we're going to see what we can do. And, you know, with the hope that one day, um, you know, it might take off. Well, I know for myself, I'm going to definitely try and make sure that I'm capitalizing those H's from now on. And yeah, I appreciate uh, that. If I could, if I, if I only, uh, you know, get you to do it in this whole experience, it'll be worth it. So dude, it's, a, it's a hell of a ripple effect though, right? Like you get enough That's people to start doing it. They start taking it like they start taking notice and really the psychology behind seeing people yeah. more and more do it. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of studies that show when stuff starts to spread like through social media and everything like that, and it catches fire, then that's when real change and activism, activism, excuse me, starts to really take place. Um, as we've clearly seen with recent events with Black Lives Matter is a perfect example. So yeah. it's, I mean, as I said, I like, I really like the idea. Um, we do have to call it cuts for today though. But before I let you go, where are the best places for everybody to find you and how can they really help and get involved in the movement? Yeah. So um, definitely check out our website, um, you know, or social media. Um, it's all 
capitalizehuman.org um, or all of our social handles or capitalize human. Uh, you know, when we were going about making it, unfortunately, I think project human was available for some things, but not for all. And we figured, you know, better to, better to go with what we can keep uniform. And uh, at least it has the call to action in the name. Yeah, uh, yeah. The unfortunate thing there, of course, is the way that URLs and social handles work. It's all lowercase letters. <laughs> um, <laughs> no way around that. Uh, Both whenever, a little bit of irony. I like it. All yeah, right. I know. Uh, it always, it always makes me cringe a bit. Cause I'm like, Oh man, uh, got to type it in again. Um, but uh, yeah, so capitalize human, uh, you know, just as you spell it, uh, that's, that's our uh, social handle and our website, you know, almost all of the, uh, they all kind of link to each other. So if you find one, you hopefully can find them all. Um, all the information is up there. You know, I would encourage mm -hmm. people to go to our website and like check out our videos. Um, they're nothing super long. Uh, you know, only, I think out of three videos, only one is like a few minutes long so i think it's uh, like 2 30 or something something like yeah that. i'm certainly yeah. not like assigning too much studying i don't think uh but all the ideas are up there um you know and if if you feel compelled by it if you think it's exciting um, my advice is just to do it you know we aren't mm -hmm. um we aren't asking for donations we aren't asking for really anything super substantive or um significant from people other than that if they like the idea uh, you know, capitalize that H. Uh, and if you want to take it one step further, uh, you know, maybe share our videos or any, you know, share the idea with a friend. Um, you know, if you're a student, uh, this is one of the things I always encourage people is like, if you're a student, capitalize uh, human in your next paper or something. And, uh, you know, if your teacher grades you down for it, which is the expectation, you know, talk to the teacher about it, tell them like why you did it. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe the teacher will go and talk to the class or something like that and be like, hey, uh, from now on, I'm going to grade you down if you don't capitalize. Don't capitalize this word. Yeah. There you go. Uh, there you go. So you never know. Um, and that's, that's really, you know, that, that is the base of it. We're not really asking for much. Um, if people are interested, they can check out the website or social media. And if they love mm -hmm. it, then, then do it. And that's, you know, that is really, it's as simple as it sounds, but, uh, we think the, the result, the product of, of that can go, you know, much further than uh, just simple grammatical change. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So once again, just to kind of reiterate everything that Connor has said, honestly, guys, if you're listening right now, go check out the website. It's really awesome. It's capitalizedhuman.org, right? O-R-G. Go watch the videos. They're really, I want to put this as just like a quick compliment to you, Connor. They are really, really well put together. Um, I was very Thanks. thoroughly impressed I with those videos. That. Seriously, there I was just like, oh man, these are very, very good videos. Um, it looked like a clip out of Planet Earth was like my, the best way to describe it. Um, secondly, everybody, like they actually have the petition on the main page. If you just go to the main page, you can pretty much find everything, and they have the spot for you to sign the petition right there. It's just a few scrolls down. You can find it. If you feel like it's something you want to get involved in, if you feel like you want to start capitalizing those H's, I know that I'm going to be one of those people coming from now on to try and make sure that all my social media posts and all of those things are capitalized H's. So go check out that website, go scroll down, sign the petition. Let's get this going. I think it's a, it's a movement we can all kind of get behind. And uh, once again, Connor, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. And I really appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thank you, Leko. Thank you for uh, having me on here, and uh, always, always enjoy talking about it. So this is this was fun.